So last week on the show, even if my guests don't actually agree with me, I said we will win against Liverpool. And here we are. We won against Liverpool. We literally made a statement win against Liverpool because all the players, Martinez, David Deira, everybody, everybody did well. Malaysia was exceptionally okay. I mean, I was so excited watching the game because it's been long since we see United play this way. It's been long since we see United play like we want to win. So I guess whatever it is that they were being told, whatever it is they did during the week for training, at training, everything that they did worked according to plan because it worked. It showed on the pitch that, okay, we want to get this win. Even if... Liverpool, oh, excuses. People are just making up excuses. Liverpool are this, Liverpool are that. They are struggling as well. Now, all of a sudden, everybody are forgetting that United were 20th on the league, let's say, days ago. So now that we've won the game, it's now excuses upon excuses. Liverpool were this, Liverpool were that. They're not taking away from the fact that Liverpool were struggling, but we were struggling as well. So we came up with the upper hand and we won fair and square. So... I really don't get where all the complaint is coming about. All I know is we won, and I really hope this is the beginning of a new season. Like, it's, 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 it will kickstart our season right from now. Like, we could really build on the momentum. I really wish we can build on the momentum going forward in the league. So, that's just it. With that being said, guys, welcome to another episode of Manchester United Just with Adelike. me on the show today, I have a football coach who goes by the name Benga. So, Mr. Benga, welcome to yeah. the show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, afternoon to everybody listening. Uh, it pays to be a United fan at the moment when you when you love what you see on uh, or what you saw on Monday. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, yes. Speaking of speaking of Monday. Monday, the match against Liverpool was a statement win, in my opinion. It was a very statement. The, the last episode, I told the guests on the show that we were going to win. I I strongly believe that we were going to win. So I'm happy that we won the way we did. All the players put in the effort and all that. So I'm going to ask you this. On Monday, the match against Liverpool, who are the players that stood out for you, the players that are impressed and how do you assess the game against Liverpool? All right, thank you very, very much. Uh, it's not just about the players alone. It's about the collectivity of both the fans and the club as well. Getting behind, you know, the players to deliver very fantastic results. We know that we had a protest, a lot of protests around Old Trafford uh, before the game. Do uh, take away the shine from the performance of the players, but relatively, I, I believe it was a team effort. It was a collective determination from everybody to pick out one particular player that stood out exceptionally well. It would be wrong for us to just pick one person, starting from Licha to Varane to Dalo to Malasia, even to David De Gea, making some key saves at the right moment. And yeah. The, the control also from the first um, 15 to 20 minutes of the game, we asserted control. We pegged Liverpool back, which is unlike 
um, anybody has done this season, checking their previous games against Fulham and Crystal Palace, we could see that they left a lot of half spaces, which was exploited by our wingers. Jadon Sancho, for me, did exceptionally well. Though I didn't know the reason, the rationale behind the substitution of um, Anthony Langa at halftime. But that being said, I, I, I do think the lad did very, very well, trying to run at his man and try to you know create chances and opportunity in the first uh, 13 minutes, though faded out after like 40 minutes and so on. I think generally the team performed well. They had a mission. They wanted to accomplish it. It was a great effort to put together by everyone. Yes. Speaking of Elanga, I yes, the rationale behind the substitution could we can understand it because he played well in the first half. But at the end of the day, it worked out because Anthony Marshall that was subbed on, he later did an assist for Rashford for the second goal. So I think it's paid off. Don't you agree? Um, I I agree, but the grit and the desire showed by Langa. I think nobody this season, if we've watched the two games that we've played previously prior to this uh, Liverpool game, nobody showed that kind of spirit, even throughout the first 45. The only person that was trying to match him for that kind of intensity that he was putting in was Bruno Fernandes. And other than that, I, I understood what uh, the manager was trying to do, trying to counter Liverpool's Tactics. You know, he knew Liverpool was going to come out in the second half. Now they were not going to play through the wings anymore. They were going to try and like go through the middle. More reason why you could see that in the second half, um, Avielot and um, James Mina came a little bit narrower, giving more space for Rubatin and trainer Alexander Hanno to run. Assuming Elanga was still around, they might not have allowed um, what's it called, trainer Alexander Hanno to come. Yeah. Yeah, form a little bit more narrow because he will have been dragged while I try to defend against Elanga. Don't get me wrong, Rashford did his job in the second half. So it is no point. But not to the defensive ability of what uh, Anthony Elanga did. If you watch Malasia, Malasia didn't do much of defensive duties in the first 45. But in the second half, he had to contain with both Salah and Trent and Alexander Hanold. Not that because Rashford was attacking back, but because Rashford is this kind of player that. He's only known for counter-attacks and just to run after the ball. But Elanga did put his, his own shift in the game. And to me, Masha did a very good job in trying to, like, you know, sell away Van Dijk. One of the highlights of the game for me. Yes, yes, yes. Masha, Masha did a very good job. And looking at the way Masha impressed during the preseason and the game against Liverpool, I, is it too early to feel like he's giving us something of, what gave him the best season at United, 19-20 season, that he had 17 Premier League goals? Does it look like is a season like that for him again, this particular well, season? Um, uh, let me say, it's right from 2015, I've been part of those ones that actually uh, being one of his fans, though, Martial FC and all. But <laughs> I do think his attitude and um, his, his work rate has been called into question so many times. People term him as extraordinarily very, very lazy. Even to today, I still feel he's very lazy. Precision or no precision. I, I was talking to someone earlier on one of these uh, platforms also, and I was telling the person, see, we, if the transfer window closes and United doesn't get a strike, I can actually feel that responsibility. Masha would definitely show his true colors. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was so, let me use the word, fooled by Anthony Marshall that he felt he didn't need a real proper number nine. Mm-hmm. Marshall is good on his day. I, I still believe he's still one of the best um, signings United have made in a long while because of 
his output and contribution. 2019-20 season, there was no fans in the stadium, if you can remember. And yeah, yes. he just had to build on that confidence. Why? Because United was also in a great run of form. And the, uh, what is it called? The pressure of him delivering on a consistent basis was very, very reduced. Why? Because we had nobody to entertain in respective stadiums and all. But if you check yeah. Liverpool, I do believe if he could keep up that consistency, we, you can never see, uh, what is it called, people calling out uh, Marsha if he's being consistent. If you are consistent, yeah. if you know how to play, if you know how to run around, if you know how to make tackles, if you know how to hold up play, very well for that second goal though and if he's able to do that me i'm not nobody's asking you to be the next cristiano ronaldo nobody's asking you to be the next uh vanista roy you just have to do the basic is what Marsha has been lacking precision or no precision he's been lacking those basics i i understand where you are coming from it's just the consistency that we need from him i think if it takes him a little bit of work I think he yes. has the ability to actually be there. He's not. He's not. The, we don't ask him to be what, according to what he said. We don't ask him to be vanessa But if he can show that, okay, I'm ready to do this with a little bit of consistency, I think we will actually gain from it as well. And himself exactly. will enjoy the ball, that is, the football. Exactly. That is exactly. Yeah. So the new. Do you think? Okay, the partnership that we saw, we've seen Maguire and Martinez the first two games. I it looks okay, but we lost, so I don't really think it's. But Varane and Martinez, it's it looks as if there's there's something that there is a dynamic that they brought to the game that maybe probably Maguire lacks. I don't know, but it's it really improved. The defense improved in general. The game, the overall gameplay improved. Don't get me wrong, but the partnership itself. Varane and Martinez it seems it clicked better rather than Maguire and Martinez. So, are we expecting to see that okay, there's a new partnership being formed in Varane and Martinez, or do we still have hope of maybe Maguire and Martinez? Or what do you think? Well, coach? What do you think? think the coach what, would what you said, uh, I if I can understand you properly, we know yes. that we have very good center backs, then we'll start from there. Whether oh, we like. We, we 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 have uh, center backs who are champions one way or the other who have yeah. given a lot of uh, whatever say footballing inputs one way or the other in their previous clubs when they were coming from. See, yeah. we had a Liverpool that played with no physical presence. Now the at, uh, I mean up top, Roberto Firmino is not the strongest of nine when it comes to real adverse. It doesn't. It's not this kind of Webbeck esque or. Uh, uh, a Vantoni type of striker that actually disturbs you, that makes you to feel uncomfortable. I'm not yeah. taking anything away from Licha and Varane. They did a very good job containing with their uh, crosses and trying to just put their body on the line. The truth of the matter is I have been an advocate of you getting centre-backs that are very okay and throwing their body on the line. What Martinez did for me on that day was good. He reminded me of Marcos Rue, one of the best players that played for United in a long time, according to me, because I've never seen where Rue I was going to talk about, but you said according to you, so that's fair enough. That's fair enough. 
Because to me, I, I don't know why people don't really support, don't really like, love the guy then, but Marcos, oh, any day, anytime, if you get a giddy, you go come out for floor. No, say, can Yeah. The way he did, uh, Richard performed against Liverpool, he, like, gave me a lot of, like, respect for the guy. Though he, the height might still be the issue because he wasn't being targeted. But all the area dwells that were all the crosses that came, if he, he, he dealt with them properly. Varan, the issue we have with Varan, we all know it is his fitness issue. And whether we like it or not, he, he's not somebody that can actually give you can play 15 games consistently. Maguire, I've said it times and again, I've said it on this particular channel. Maguire doesn't have any right to be a Manchester United player. A defender that cannot check his shoulder, you are six. You are six one. If I'm not six one or six three, in height, yes. you can't check over your shoulder to know that maybe somebody's at your back, somebody's behind you. It doesn't screen around, and it is very, very wrong. People keep making excuses. He plays a back three for England. He's not the kind of player that should be playing for United. That United play. Go and check Leicester City. Leicester City don't play high line possessive football. Yes. United yes. clubs that play possessive football and their players are United are Varane. Madrid can play a line and disturb you. And he knows how to check his shoulder for any other person that is coming. Martinez, where he's coming from, Ajax, Ajax plays a line. And those are the kind of players you should be signing. Maguire ordinarily should not be joining the United jersey. He doesn't have the mentality to play. The first two goals that was considered against Brantford, people keep playing David De Gea and Eriksen. Where was Maguire? Where was Maguire trying to screen? The third goal that Ben scored from a corner. Where was Maguire? Who's up? He was supposed to be marking the guy. So I now we've learned by and we still have and few Jones on the books. It just shows the planning at United. I don't want us to get into that because we are still talking about the Liverpool game. But I just yeah. feel we need we need we need to understand that Maguire is somebody that can never play that game. The manager said it, he said in their technicality and agility before the game, and they also to provide it. Going forward, like you asked, going forward, yeah. I don't see the two of them been a long-standing partnership because I'm sure is it that Martinez collects a red card in one of those games and Van is um so um on feet without that course of the time and we still have them to also understand that Lindelof too is also uh, a defender for United. So <laughs> we still have to just understand partnership might not be a long time partnership though we want them to because I know they, they are good ball, ball progressors as well. So we want them to be both fitness and op- on hopefully, let me just be like that, suspension of Martinez might not make it a long-time partnership. But that day, he did very well. Okay, okay. So the, the partnership, the partnership in general, what, what we should hope for is anybody that is put beside each other, maybe it's Lindelof, Martinez, or maybe Varane Lindelof, we just need to show that, okay, I want to play this game. I want to put everything exactly. I can exactly. to make the okay, okay. That's that's that I think that's good enough as mentality of a team that wants to win for our exactly. season if they can put in the shift. And speaking of transfers, because we are going to go into the tra- so <laughs> Casemiro joined from Casemiro joined from Real Madrid. So I mean ever since we got Matic, I think is the only DM that we've gotten apart from Matic. Like we've not gotten any other DM. We've been using CMs as DM. Like 
such as Matomi and Fred, they've been putting in their shifts, even though I don't know, they've just been there. But now we've gotten a real DM. How do you think? How do you think that will affect our gameplay in general? Um, you know, it just shows United pulling power. You know, who are, who have thought United will sign even cast more or less the mirror in this transfer window with us playing uh, the Europa League okay. just shows how big a club United is. I keep telling people, even if United doesn't do well, it is the most talked about club in the world. And yeah. any time you, you, you tend to see this kind of uh, aura, forget the money is being paid uh, and the transfer fee involved. Casemiro is one of the best defensive midfielders in the world. I still rate him more highly than um, Rodri that everybody still keep complaining that he's the best uh, defensive midfielder in the world. Uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not cutting it out for me, though, because he's playing in a team that is okay. If he goes to another team, maybe he might perform or not. Let's leave that one aside. Now, Casemiro okay. is someone we need, 100%. Now, yes. he just shows the planning at United. Uh, we don't need... A Casemiro, we need somebody, the next Casemiro, let me put it like that. That would have been better. We should have signed the next Casemiro. He's 30 years old. You, you see, I, um, Brazilian players can play for four years, even after they are 30. I can name several players that are still playing, even after they are 30, that, that they are Brazilians. They have this, well, how would I put it, this longevity in their legs, this, um, yeah. this energy that they can still keep going because yeah. they are the warriors and fighters. Now, there's a pattern here. If you check the um, Lisandro Martinez, is a South American. Um, Casimiro also is a South American. What does that show? Just showing that United will be less hopeful that we are going to be a fighting team and a team that wants to win. Now, yeah. with that said, he has a lot of things to do. Where's be realistic? And he's not having the right players beside him. Whether it is a Fred, whether it is an Ericsson, Ericsson that is using the pacemaker to play should not be playing as regularly as he currently does. We still need to go to the transfer market and get another central midfielder. That is the best thing for United this season. If you are open of playing just Casemiro, like the holding midfielder, who is going to be the poor progressor in the midfield? We have a Fred that can only pay, I don't know, just six-year passes. We have an Ericsson that, although very good, don't get me wrong, technically gifted. Yeah, but, but Fred, Fred and Casemiro plays well together for Brazil, though. Or... That is the argument that everybody is relying on. <laughs> I was reading his, uh, what's it called, watching his press conference as United player. He shouldn't yeah. be relying on this. This is the Premier League. Fred, that ordinary body movements, you have good Fred. You've taken Fred out of the equation. In the Premier League, forget what we are saying or uh, analyzing. Fred covers a lot of distances. He starts when it comes to work rate. He's one of the best I've ever seen. But work rate, when you are when you don't have end product, is like you are doing nothing. You can't pass. If Fred gives you, but you have to be able to like, I don't know, be having um both speed to catch up with most of these passes. He came on against Liverpool. Simple pass, drop. On, like troop ball for Rashford, the ball had to go back to where Alisson was. I think that was around the eighty-something minutes. I don't. Yeah. I keep knowing that if you, if you, if you think Casemiro will do it, fine. Casemiro is a defensive midfielder. He will do his bits. He was always a destroyer. That's what he does in Real Madrid. 
But in Real Madrid, he had no drink, he had Tony Cruz. In Brazil, that people are saying he has Fred. He had a Paul, he's, he's having a Paulino in that midfield. There's a Coutinho in that midfield. And there's, uh, uh, what's the name of this guy? Um, uh, the name just keeps me. I don't know what I'll say. Though Fred plays sometimes, but not as regularly as these guys have mentioned. These guys are poor, poor progressors. I don't know, though, we've been going after Frankie for, uh, I think, more than two months now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Almost. Yeah, since, since the beginning of the transfer, I mean, going for Frankie. Where are the other options we could have gone for? We still have a Fabian Ruiz that has an agreement with PSG. Why don't you go in and hijack? These players will definitely come. Why? Because United is a big brand and anybody will want to be part of it. We have the money to spend. People keep saying we don't have the money. United have the money. We are one of the richest clubs in the world. We just, we just want to be mega in, in our spending. The transfer window is bad, you know, but yeah. we should go outside and get somebody that can progress the ball. Casemiro cannot progress the ball for you. He, he, he plays more of simple passes. We are, if you are looking for somebody to take the... Casemiro that I know, that we've watched in Champions League finals, we've watched in the La Liga, cannot progress ball. We need another ball progressor. And if it's Eriksen that's going to be playing that role, we should be looking for much more injuries than we have. I, th- I think I think they are still in for Frankie De Jong though, because who knows? But the links, with, the links, with, the links with Antonio, links with Antonio makes it very hard. Because I don't think they will pull off the deal up. I hope so, but I really don't think they will pull off Antonio's deal and sign Frankie De Jong as well. I really don't see it happening though. But I don't know. Maybe they can go for someone lesser than Frankie De Jong that can do the job. <laughs> Both we both know the club we support, you know. This is our club yes. that does erratically. Let me just put it like that. Don't let me say otherwise. We yes. we signed at Estelles, Edison Cavani, Fifekundo Pelestri, and um, Amad Diallo in the last days of transfer window of 20, 2020 or 2021. Now, if I can remember 2020. 2020. The truth of the matter is whether we like it or not, Anthony is a very good player. I don't like people like saying he's, he's otherwise. He's a very good player and he 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 he, he has done his beats. You understand in Ajax, yeah. but it wasn't what nothing more than ninety euros that people are calling for him. I think Antonio, are you saying the price tag will be an issue if we later get him? There's no way it's not going to be an issue. We signed Pogba for one and five. Okay, 105 million euros. We were expecting him to justify that transfer fee. Pogba's ability on the normal platform goes should not have been more than 60 to 70 million euros. But we expected him to play that and play with that kind of amount. You get it? The player could not yeah. actually go when we were expecting him to play that kind of money with his performances. Now, if we are going to sign an Anthony, we all are going to be expecting him to play the football of let's say the amount is being bought, um, Gakpo and Dubravka for now, but they are still underneath yeah. talks about um, from so what we don't really know what's wrong. The win against Liverpool could all the transfer interest that we had because before Liverpool, we were going all in for Anthony for like three, four players, we we're going all in for them. Then the win against Liverpool, things, things just die down a bit on the norms. We we never went in for any of these real players. 
somebody was saying we are going for Saji Milikovic Savage. We've been linked with Saji Milikovic Savage since 2013. Even since when um, Moyes was there, we've been like, I'm not going to to be realistic with ourselves. If we are going to be getting the back of the goalkeeper, the brass car is not the way. The Anderson just went on loan. He said, sign up when you can sign Gapo. But these people are wingers. They are not strikers. We need a nine. We keep thinking we don't need a nine. We need a nine. Marshall ordinarily is not a nine. We keep pushing him to go and be playing nine. Marshall is a winger. He played his best football coming in from the live, left wing. How we have ordinary this Cristiano Ronaldo and Ronaldo wants to leave. So who is there to play? So we keep pushing away the problem. We just the 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 transfer the transfer issue. I personally cannot wait for the transfer window to be over, to be honest, because everything is as if all we are looking at. I'm not sure they are seeing it the same way we are looking at it, but we also at the end of the day, at the end of the transfer window, after September 1st, we get the right players in so the coach can actually build on that. So, the Carabao Cup, we were paired with Aston Villa. So, do you think, I'm, I'm, I know it's not going to be an easy win, but do you think we'll progress? Um, We are playing at Old Trafford, I think. Yes, yes, we are playing. At so, um, it should not be a problem. <laughs> I think, uh, no, we lost. I think we lost last season the Carabao Cup to uh, is it not West Ham? And last season, yeah, uh, I know it's a tough battle, but on your we should make sure. Let's see, let the transfer window to me is the best time of the season for me. Like, I look. To get this just trying to get the first hand information and all. Yeah. If United don't get the right players, if you don't fix the right position, we were going for a Marco Anatovic. Okay, people blasting the guy and all. A nine, we, we just need to get the striker. That's so all. Forget if the transfer is in tomorrow or next yeah. tomorrow. We... Okay, so let, let's let's hope we get a striker. I miss all these transfer rumors. We have Southampton's game away this Saturday and Leicester during the week. What's your prediction? They are both they are both away games. They are both away games. So Southampton weekend and Leicester during the week. Well, um, same mood, same mood. We 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 are optimistic. Hope United turn up. If I get you right, if United. Plays well in the next two games against Southampton and Leicester. We should be able to get the three points, right? Uh, it's not just about playing well. I just finished um, listening to the manager's press conference now, and what I can get from there is that the <laughs> United squad is very, very thin. Let's be realistic with ourselves. You know, it's not just about we telling ourselves the truth. Anthony Martial is not going to be available for tomorrow. So it means yeah. uh, probably we are going to be going with the same lineup that started the game. I don't see Ronaldo starting. So it's not just about getting three points now. It's about getting a performance that is worthy of getting three points. Early kickoff. The last time we had an early kickoff last season was against Everton, and we lost. Is it not two zero? Okay, is it one new or two zero against one. Everton? Okay, one new. I thank you yes. for correcting one new. It's, we don't have great record for early kickoff also, if you go and check uh, the stats 
about some of our previous games of early kickoff. The last time we won an early kickoff, if I can remember vividly, was against, uh, I think, uh, last season, I think it was against Leeds. Okay, Leeds was Sunday. Okay, I can't can't actually remember now. So, but we don't actually have a good record with early kickoff. Then the second game against Leicester, well, we don't know how the transfer window is still going to be for them, but they are bottom of the table right now. They and West Ham are 19th and 20th, respectively. So it might not be easy getting three points from there. Why? Because Leicester has been those ones that have beaten Man United. And at home, I must say, we don't have the last one we won there was against, was during Oli's first, uh, let me put it, honeymoon time, we won 2 0. <laughs> so other than that, I don't think we have a very good record there. But we need to strengthen the squad. We really need, you know, I was saying yesterday before we went over, we really need to strengthen the squad. We don't need to deceive ourselves. That squad needs to be strengthened. We don't have options. We are going to be going with the same lineup again. And we need to just strengthen the squad. That's not so bearing out the performance or the results. Yeah, okay. I am, as regards the Europa draw. Yeah. Do you think, yes, we want, we want to progress, but Given the given our record against Spanish opponents, society, you society is there, and we have Sheriff, and we have Nicosia. I don't think we can top the group. It's relatively very, very easy. Apart, the only person that can give us issue is Real Sociedad, and they've lost their striker Alexander Isak to Newcastle, and I don't see them replacing with somebody better. They have uh, Mikel Moreno there. They have uh, Michael Oizebag there. They have uh, uh, Zubimendi. They still have Ilaramendi there, if I'm not mistaken. They still have the core of their squad, though. They still have uh, Potu there, these deadly left footers that are playing for their right wing. Those are the only team, I think, that's the only team, I think, that can give us issues because they know how to play these six-yard passes. You know, normal Spanish football. They yeah. play possessive uh, you know, they, they are like um, Barcelona's second husband because Barcelona gets two husband for La Liga. Yes, uh, Espanol and Real Sociedad. So I think they might give us a run for our money, but Mbanusia and the other guys, I don't think they should give United a lot of people. But the issue is not about the group stage, as well. we all know. It's about the, yeah. the next round, if we can go far. This is our own Champions League. The best way possible that United can get into the Champions League. Space, spaces. The truth is, if we're not taking it serious, I think it will be a bad detriment to our season. We need to be very serious with it because we are not sure if we're going to make the Champions League through the top in, uh, what's it called, in England because people that are going for that position now is much and uh, we need to just put our like, going to give us results. So let's take the Europa League series and hopefully we go through. Yes, I, I think the, the coach will take the competition series as well. I, I hope he does because it's very, very it's very, very okay, okay. So um I really appreciate you coming on the show today, Coach Benga. It was nice having you on the show. Thank you very much. Yeah. And that will be all for today, guys. Till next week, I'm still your host, Adelike.